0: Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Ken Lawan, CIO at Sharp Healthcare. In this segment, Lawan talks about the evaluation process his team is facing and why they're using consultants, the significant role costs will play in the decision, and how his team is looking to take data analytics to the next level. Hi, Ken. Thank you so much for taking some time to speak with us today. You're welcome. If you could start by just giving um, a brief overview about SHARP Healthcare, uh, what you have in terms of uh, number of hospitals, where you're located, things like that.
1: Sure. I'd be happy to. Uh, SHARP Healthcare is an integrated delivery system located in San Diego County. Uh, We have seven hospitals, four acute hospitals, and three specialty hospitals, including a large women and children's hospital. Uh, two affiliated medical groups: uh, Sharp re steele which is a foundation uh, plan medical group that has 550 providers in uh, 22 locations, and then uh, Sharp Community Medical Group, which is a independent practice s- affiliation (IPA) that uh, aligns over 700 independent physicians with Sharp. Uh, we also have a health plan, so we have 110,000 members in a health plan that's growing very rapidly. We have two skilled nursing facilities and uh, also have home health and hospice. Uh, Sharp employs about 17,000 people.
0: All right. And um, now in terms of the, the clinical application environment, what type of EHR system are you using uh, in the hospitals?
1: Hospitals are on, all on Cerner. Uh, we've been uh, running Cerner for about eight, uh, eight years.
0: Okay. And then are the medical groups, what are they using?
1: The medical groups are on TouchWorks. Uh, so we run a version of uh, Allscripts TouchWorks uh, for the uh, mm. Sharp re or what we call SRS group. And then uh, Sharp Community Medical Group has a, a hosted service that they provide um, uh, to some of the independent physicians, and that's also a TouchWorks implementation, but it's actually a you know second instance of that. So they both okay. use uh, Allscripts TouchWorks.
0: Okay. And then, as far as uh, the the level of in- integration between the the hospitals and practices, what is that picture?
1: Well, we uh, we use uh, GE Centricity uh, for our registration and scheduling and revenue cycle system. So we have a a common registration system that's used between Sharp Rees and uh, the hospitals under under GE. And then on the on the back end on the clinical side we've we run D B motion, uh it's kind of a private HIE. So so we bring data in from uh, the hospitals in Cerner, Sharpre Steely, all scripts at Sharp Community Medical Group All Scripts as well as our home care system which runs on a all system. And so you can view a longitudinal record within um D B motion and as well uh when you're in either um, Cerner or Allscripts, you can actually link uh, with patient contacts to the, uh, to the record in the other, um, other applications. So we've done a fair amount of work to try to integrate as best we could, having two separate EHRs.
0: Right. And with, uh, with one of the medical groups being um, independent, you said that they run like on a hostis, hosted service. Yeah. Um, have, have you run into any issues there just as far as, uh, you know, getting all those physicians to use, use the same
1: EHR? Uh, it's uh, it's not been actually too bad. Uh, uh, they started this process about I think about seven or eight years ago, and uh, had some st- tough times getting started. But in the last three or four years, they've they've uh, come to agree to a standardized uh, implementation, and they've you know just kind of held the line that if you want to use a system, this is the standard setup, and they've actually got. Uh, about 180 providers on the system now uh, in about 50 different uh, practices. So they've done a good job, especially with primary care, of getting, getting them on to a single instance of TouchWorks. Uh, so it's gone pretty well.
0: Okay. And is that something that you, you foresee um, being the way things are done in the long term so as far as uh, keeping the physicians on uh, all scripts, or is it something that not really sure at this time where that's going to go?
1: Well, I'd say that, you know, we have a couple of, of initiatives underway. One is uh, the IPA, the Sharp Community Medical Group, is evaluating um, along with Sharp, uh, moving uh, potentially moving to Cerner Ambulatory. We have formed another group called Sharp Care, which is a, a small foundation model that will allow uh, some physicians who want to move into a foundation model to do that uh, that don't want to join a large multi-specialty uh, group like Sharp re and uh, as we look at the system we want to use there, we're evaluating uh, Cerner Ambulatory, and uh, and then um, if we were to do that, Sharp Community Medical Group would actually convert their physicians off of scripts onto onto Cerner Ambulatory, and then we would use that as our kind of our independent offering as well. Um, we're we're close to a decision on that. I'd say in the next uh, certainly in the next uh, uh, 60 days, uh, 45 to 60 days, we'll have a decision whether to proceed with that or not. In addition, we're also doing a um, uh, a process where we're working right now to engage an outside firm to help us evaluate our current situation with the GE, Allscripts, and Cerner against uh, an integrated uh, solution, you know, fully running right. a, a Cerner integrated system and just kind of weighing out the pros and cons, the cost, the you know, what the long-term uh, viability of those two alternatives are. So I think you know there's a sense that over time it makes sense to uh to move to a, a single platform, but there's no immediate plans to do so mm-hmm. and uh, And one of the things that's incre- important is that the the medical group Sharpery steele actually you know uh purchased and implemented all scripts, although we support it it was their decision, and so it's right. important that you know mm-hmm. they they be a big part of making a decision what they want to use on going forward.
0: Right, right, yeah, I see that from a from a management leadership perspective, really wanting to make sure that that you would have the necessary buy-in.:
1: yeah, absolutely the other The other area of um, of concern is you know, do we stay on GE for practice management and revenue cycle for the long term? Um, that's a you know system we've had for a long time. We've done a great job of leveraging it. It has a very strong managed care platform which we use for our medical group managed care offerings, uh, but, you know, as you begin to look at it, you see the value of having a, a integrated scheduling and registration system with your with your EMR, right. so that's also a big component, so, you know, and it's also it's possible that we could move everything to Cerner, parts of, you know, like just revenue cycle and practice management to Cerner and not the EHR, or or stay where we are, but we, we hope to have a strategy on that um, in the next uh, six to nine months so then we can begin to plan for it.
0: Right. But as things stand now, you're able to make it work well enough, having the, the multiple uh, different vendors.
1: Yeah, we are. We've done a good job of, of uh, you know, presenting an integrated, uh, you know, view for clinicians, although they have to, you know, link out to see that. Um, we we believe that we've done a fairly good job of, of uh, you know, providing a good patient experience. One of the reasons why we feel like we have to look is that our entire community is, um uh, uh, the other large providers in our community will all be on Epic. So mm-hmm. we'll have, uh, you know, Scripps is moving to Epic. U- University of California, San Diego is on Epic. Um, Kaiser is on Epic. Um, and we just want to make sure that we're providing our patients and our and our providers, you know, as good of an experience as our com- um, competitors are.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a, that's definitely a fairly competitive area you're in as far as some of those really, you know, uh, large health systems
1: yeah, it is very much so.
0: Okay, and uh, as far as the, the, the decision to bring in consultants with with evaluating the situation, is is uh, the thinking behind that just really getting that that outside opinion and uh, you know getting that that fresh perspective?
1: Yeah, it is. A, it's a combination of things. One is it gives us a perspective from someone who's you know uh, doing uh, consulting in the industry. It also provides us, I think, you know, kind of a uh, neutral framework in which to do the evaluation. We also uh, think it will allow us to kind of step back and let someone else kind of frame the questions and and challenge us where appropriate. And uh, so we we just think it's a it's a um, you know it's a better way to go uh, that getting some outside assistance will give us that independent perspective. We'll also leverage what experiences that others have gone through as part of it. We'd we'd like to be able to you know talk to some o- other organizations that have faced this decision mm-hmm. this decision and you know see what kind of weighed in on their decisions. Uh, to move forward one way or another. Right.
0: How, how much do you think uh, just the, the overall cost of everything weighs in?
1: Oh, it certainly does. Uh, you know, uh, w- one of the things we want to look at is cost, uh, both upfront and then ongoing. I think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, one of the concerns a lot of organizations have is really the ongoing costs for systems. You know, you might be able to make the investment up front, but what's the the long-term cost? And so we're trying to understand, you know, if we were to invest in a single platform, do we gain some efficiencies? Uh, uh, Do we reduce our operating costs on an ongoing basis, or is it going to cost us more? And I think that will play a a significant significant role in the decision.
0: Right. Okay. Now, with, with the systems that you have in place, um, what is, has what is your strategy been with, uh, with analytics and, and, you know, leveraging that data to give, uh, give clinicians the best uh, picture possible?
1: Well, we've, uh, we've had a very strong uh, data warehouse uh, program and team in place for a number of years, and it really goes back to um, the fact that Sharp uh, has never really exited the, the managed care business. So <clears throat> we have a lot of contracts that we ha- we take risk for, and one of the things we did was uh, started building a data warehouse where we could bring the data from the clinical systems, especially in claim systems, to to help us monitor and measure our quality, to be able to report uh, to some of the quality indicators that were required by different payer groups or um, you know different organizations. So we have a, a internally developed data warehouse that uh, leverages kind of industry tools. We provide a lot of um, of as I said, quality reports. We do a lot of compliance reporting. Uh, we do a lot of measuring performance of of uh, individual providers. We look at uh, trying to understand our cost uh, to provide care on a uh, like on a per member basis because we do get we do get paid that way in a number of situations. We um, so we've done a, a lot of work with that. Uh, we're also now in the process of evaluating how do we extend that. You know, do we. Uh, um, do we bring in uh, additional information? We, we just begin to really bring in the financial information to really look at what the cost is. We understand what our charges are, and you know what the utilization is, and then we want to we want to look at analytics that can help us move more to uh, predictive analytics and more decision making on, on a real time basis. Because most of what we do today is very retrospective. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're beginning to do a kind of a proof of concept with a, a big data project. Because we believe that with all the unstructured data we have in the in the in this EMRs now, along with other outside data that we might get, either you know information about the environment or, inf- or um, even genomic data, that it's probably not going to support a, not a traditional data warehouse, the process and the s- processing, processing and translation stuff is probably not going to be sufficient for that. So we're we're exploring um, uh, doing a big data uh, pilot. Uh, with some technology from um, Cloudera. And uh, we also su- supplement our data warehouse with uh, analytics tools from organizations like the advisory board uh, and others where they have some specific analytics that are focused on you know performance in the hospital. So um, one of the things we're looking at is can we build out capability long-term that will allow us to to not have to rely on, on as many outside organizations. So we do, we do an awful lot of analytics, both internal, we use some secondary p- programs, and we're also investing in looking at uh, the big data and unstructured area.
0: Okay. And when it comes to really you know, getting that, that real-time data in front of the clinicians, what, uh-huh. do you, what do you think is the biggest challenge? Is it a matter of just standardization and, and dealing with these different data sets, or what do you think it is?
1: Well, it's a combination. I think certainly that's a piece of it because if you're going to do it real time, you've got to be able to capture that data. You've got to be able to do any kind of standardization or translation or normalization of it, you know, um, in real time. And then you've got to be able to present it in a way that's meaningful and works into the workflow of, of the clinicians uh, because, you know, the last thing they want to do is stop and pause or go to another system to make a decision. So it's got to be fairly closely integrated back into your EMR. So we've been working with you know Cerner on on some of the things that they're doing uh, we're looking at you know their their platform for population health and analytics and um, it's really you know it's really trying to to get the information back into the workflow in a meaningful you know and useful way without okay. having to ask people to to go out. I think for some of the people like our care coordinators you know that are are managing people um, it's not at a, necessarily a point of care, but they're you know they're following up, they're interacting with people at, between care settings. They, it's all okay for them to be able to have to, to use a separate system to go out and you know do some do some evaluations and look at some analytics and then you know and then work with the individual. But when you're talking about a physician at the point of care, it's got to be it's got to be real time. It's got to be integrated into their workflow.
0: Right, right. It's a it, it's the big goal, but it's going to take a, a whole lot to get to that point.
1: Well, and I think it's critical. I mean, I think, you know, it's, uh, we have so much information and and we're asking people to make decisions and try to do the right thing. And we're being judged so much more now on, you know, on the, on, you know, did we perform the right test? Did we, you know, did we, uh, did we achieve the right kind of outcome? You know, everybody's looking at, um measuring people on, for fallouts on, from a quality side or for you know financial performance, so we've got to provide uh, people that are making the decisions with the information that can help them uh, understand you know where what the what the necessary requirements are and what the implications are.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com to hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.